Trivita presents Healthy You with your host, Michael Ellison. Well, thank you for joining us on Healthy You. Uh, we are looking forward to this time with you in which we continue on with our subject of gut health. We have had a special guest uh, for the last podcast, which is John Easterling. And again, John is going to continue on with me in this topic of gut health. The connection to gut health and your health, your overall health, your brain health is pretty significant. In fact, before uh, we continue on with John, I want to go to Harvard and to the Harvard Medical School. In fact, their slogan is, trusted advice for a healthier life. Uh, They really are producing some great material right now in regard to the lifestyle choices that you can make in order to support your body systems and organs and have a better quality of life. So not only a healthier life, but a better quality of life. I mean, just think, that this is some stats that come out recently. The average couple at 65 years of age, before they die, will spend a quarter million dollars on health care costs above their insurance. There's so many people who have had to file bankruptcy simply because of a diagnosis of their poor health. What we know today Many, many choices that you have that are available to you to support your body, and it will lead you to a better quality of life because it will lower inflammation, the chronic inflammation, that is the inflammation that leads to many of the common diseases today. Okay, It will help you in regard to reducing oxidative stress, and you'll be stronger and not have the atrophy. There's so many things that you can do in order for you to live with greater health, and I encourage you to do so. So here's what Harvard says about the gut-brain connection, and I want to just bring this out for, for a moment because John and I are talking about this, and John is so informed and a formulator and has had so many opportunities to bring forth great products. But I want to bring in Harvard before we go to John, because here's what Harvard says. So Harvard says that the gut-brain connection is no joke. And I know we hear about it and we talk about it, but it isn't a joke. It can actually link your anxiety to stomach problems and vice versa. Uh, have you ever had a like a gut-wrenching experience that you say, well, yes, it was a gut-wrenching experience. You felt it in your gut, but you also felt it in your brain. And here's another thing that uh, Harvard, in one of their productions that they did, they said, we use these expressions for a reason. The gastrointestinal tract is sensitive to emotion, anger, anxiety, sadness, elation, All of these are feelings and other ones that we can have that can trigger symptoms in the gut. So when you think certain thoughts, whether those are thoughts, uh, again, as we just said, about angry thoughts or, you know, they are anxiety thoughts, something's going on in the gut and it is not healthy. In this particular gut health, and it's in their health beat, They go on to talk about that the brain has a direct effect on the stomach and the intestines. So we know that the connection 
goes both ways because a troubled intestine can send signals to the brain just as a troubled brain can send signals to the gut. Therefore, a person's stomach or your intestinal distress can be the cause or the product of anxiety, stress, or depression. Okay, did you get that? Your gut can be what is causing you the product of anxiety, stress, or depression. That's because the brain and the gastrointestinal system, which is also known as the GI system, are intimately connected. So the conversations that we've been having with John, okay, we've talked about this, but I want to bring in what Harvard is saying about this because these are researchers. These are people who are looking at the various ways in which we can live a healthier life. Well, in this particular article, they go on to talk about the psychosocial factors that influence the actual physiology of the gut as well as the symptoms in the gut. In other words, stress or depression or other psychological factors can affect movement and contractions of the GI tract, make inflammation worse. Okay, can I say that again? Make inflammation worse because we talk a lot about inflammation and the World Health Organization comes out now and says that chronic inflammation is the greatest health risk to all of humanity. So I'm making that point there. Or perhaps makes you more susceptible to infection is also what they say in this particular article. So based on these observations, you might expect that uh, at least some patients with functional GI conditions might improve with therapy. Now, I'm going to read this right here from this periodical because this is a very important point. So based on these observations, you might expect that at least some patients with functional GI conditions might improve with therapy to reduce stress or treat anxiety or depression. And sure enough, a review of 13 studies showed that patients who tried psychological-based approaches had greater improvement in their digestive symptoms compared with patients who received only conventional medical treatments. Wow, that's a big statement in regard to the studies that they are bringing forward. Yes, there is the gut-mind connection. It's a very important connection, but it's also being now revealed in so many ways, and that is what we think affects us physically as well as spiritually. We at Trivita, we believe in the whole person wellness, physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness, and we are integrated and we are connected, and your thoughts and your guts are, are connected, and it affects you both ways. Now, I'm going to stop there, but I wanted to just bring that forward, be able to say, this is not just about me, okay? Yes, CEO of Trivita and John Easterling, who has had, you know, amazing experiences in the Amazon and the products that he has formulated from the various plants in the Amazon. But here's also what Harvard Medical is saying about the gut 
and the brain connection. So, John, welcome again today. Sure, absolutely, Michael. Let's talk about the Fiberzon. I, I, I love that product. Can you start there and just let's go into the importance of fiber? I, I'll turn you loose. Yes, we've got to take in uh, nutrients. We have to break that down, feed the organs and glandular system, and we have to eliminate the waste. And if we're not eliminating the waste, then we tend to be reabsorbing our own toxicity. And that's, there, there, there's no way you can move into you know, your, your highest manifestation of health if you're going to be reabsorbing your own toxicity. So A, we've got to move the waste out, and B, really, again, focus on that healthy uh, microbiome. When you've got the healthy microbiome, things will tend to, uh, to move through, and uh, you'll get all the nutrient uh, material from that because all this buildup where, where the uh, actual space of digestion is on the walls of the intestine will be cleaned out. So the fiber in the fiber uh, zon is a, is a cilium, and so when you shake it up in water, you notice it'll kind of gel a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. But you mm-hmm. want that to be happening inside, so you want to shake it up, chug it down, and that creates a little swelling, and that's absorbing moisture and absorbing toxins and absorbing the things that are in these folds in this villi that may have become trapped in there. You know, it absorbs that, pulls it out, so you get that movement all the way through. There's boldo in this formula, which actually stimulates some bile production and the gallbladder and the liver, and then that moves into the intestines to really help push things through as well. There's some oat bran and artichoke leaf, which are, by definition, prebiotics, so they're going to provide the food supply for the colonies of the healthy microbes in our gut to create that healthy microbiome uh, that's so important. If you've got a healthy microbiome and you're moving the toxicity out, you're going to feel it at every level in your life, in your energy and your and your brain health, and having that signaling pathways reestablished to every major organ from the gut because of that healthy microbiome is is totally essential to achieving your maximum level of health. You'll feel it. Yes. I mean, this is something you feel very quickly. It's not a, a laxative uh, by any means. It, it works like an intestinal broom moving out the debris and the toxicity, but it's also feeding the good uh, bacteria for that healthy microbiome. Is providing the prebiotics for your probiotics. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Because a lot of people, you know, they suffer from constipation. Well, okay, if all you're doing is taking mm-hmm. a laxative, okay, in order to be, you're you're really not addressing what the gut really needs by doing. Yeah, it's important for you to move, but this fiber and understanding the importance of fiber to the microbiome and putting that balance there so much benefit that comes from that uh, and giving the bacteria the food that the bacteria, the good bacteria needs. Yep. And there's uh, botanicals in here like uh, cat's claw and uh, sangre de drago that actually can help mitigate any of the uh, candida albicons in there as well. Uh, They've been proven to actually kill the candida 
part of that. So if you've been on the course of antibiotics and it's almost like who hasn't, you know, you really got to get that microbiome reestablished. I mean, things like, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and uh, all of these bowel and intestinal issues are just so prevalent today. And the way it's traditionally being handled is just not not a long-term solution. So I think everyone that eats should be doing pro-digest and fibersome. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with that. That's <laughs> what it takes. Because yeah. just amazing health benefits that come from that. And, okay, so let's, let's be, I don't want to be gross, but I want to be blunt <laughs> in regard to this. Okay, because if you're, if, if you're on a certain diet, you can tell that in the stool. If you're on a good fiber diet, will you not be able to see that, feel that in the in the stool, in the passing? Yeah, you will. I mean, you should be having kind of firm, you know, you'll probably ha- have larger stools than you've been accustomed to because that means that that villi is opening up and you're pulling some of that toxicity off the walls and the colonies, once you get your microbials right, you'll notice that they will actually facilitate a firm and larger stool. Mm-hmm. And as that, as you clean the walls of your intestines and clean that villi and reestablish the proper microbials in, in your gut, you know, give them the prebiotics they need to, to grow and uh, eliminate a couple of the non-welcome residents like the candida albicans You'll feel it. Yeah, you'll feel the energy level, the clarity of thought, probably lose some weight and not be as hungry. Your eating habits will change automatically because you're gonna your body's gonna have the benefit of the food that you've eaten already and so you're not gonna be reaching for that food again. You know, it's the candida that was calling out for the sugars is not gonna be calling out for the sugars. Right. So everything will shift, the energy levels, that smooth energy in the afternoon where maybe you've been used to getting more of a slump uh, in the afternoon. So all of those things, you'll see differences on all fronts. Now, our, our suggestion is to, you know, have one scoop per eight ounces of cool water. I use a scoop in my shake, which has more than eight ounces of fluid, but uh, you can take it with something else just besides water. But because... You have all different sizes of individuals. Do some people who are larger, do they need to start off with more? Is there any, is there any recommendations that way that you have, John, through the years as far as related to fibers on to individualize it? I like the one scoop, just the one scoop as a maintenance level. Uh, you do yours in the morning. I do mine at night. But if you want to have a real therapeutic use of it, Say you've been uh, constipated or even you've had diarrhea or you've got irritable bowel or all of these these issues. If you want to start off in a more therapeutic way or get the maximum benefit quicker, do it twice a day. And I say do it last thing before bed Mm -hmm. and do it first thing in the morning. And I mean first thing before a cup of coffee or before whatever the normal ritual is, just shake up. Uh, the fibers on and slug it down first thing in the morning. Let that be the first thing that's happening through your uh, digestive tract. And then the last thing at night, that's the way to maximize your benefit. Yeah, great tip um, using the Amazon herb fibers on product. 
again, these two products are amazing, but you've also received a lot of information from John in regard to just the overall gut, the importance of gut health, and we would encourage it. Maybe, John, that we could we could um, come to a close here. Uh, beyond these products, just like in foods, do you have any recommendations for foods that would be in the biotic that they should be taking? Or at least include, uh, well, like cabbage, for example. You know, I think cabbage sure. is a great one to bring in for your, you know, for your bacteria to feed on. And so you got any other ideas along the line of foods that we could recommend to people? Um, sure. And that, that's going to be your fermented foods. So the uh, yogurts, you know, the cabbages, pickles, even beer. I mean, every, every society, every culture always made some type of fermented uh, beverage for this specific purpose. And so, yeah, anything fermented, pickles, cabbages, you know, the yogurts are also good for picking up some of the uh, and reintroducing some of the probiotics. And just don't lose sight of having the proper home because you can eat lots of probiotics, uh, but unless they really colonize in your gut, right. and that's where you're going to have, you know, like a lot of the other elements in the fiber zone are designed for that, to really help those colonize and to really stabilize with the uh, any candida type issues. And then the combination with the enzymes just, just makes a, a perfect one-two uh, punch for any type of digestive or irregularity issues. So you you'd mentioned the word toxin quite frequently throughout this uh, conversation we've had, so the toxicity. If, if toxins remain long-term there, then the immune system certainly has to recognize that that's a foreign invader, right, that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. Does that not promote then uh, an inflammatory response that could go into chronic inflammation? That's exactly what happens, yeah. So if you've got, uh, for example, in this villi, I talked about these tiny little like accordion-type folds in your intestines, you know, you get little uh, food trapped in there that that you don't have enough enzymes to to break down, and not enough fiber to grab that and move it out. You know, mm -hmm. uh, then that's going to sit there in that fold, and essentially it's going to uh, to rot and become you know food for the pathogenic uh, yep. bacteria there, and it will create. A, uh, a state that your body will recognize, uh oh, something's going on here, and initiate that inflammatory response. So, you know, the whole idea of having inflamed intestines, this is exactly what we're talking about, you know, as a remedy for all of that. So, yeah, the inflammatory uh, response, and you'll notice that in the fibrozon, there's several very well uh, known anti inflammatories. You know, cat's yes. claw, sangre de mm -hmm. drago, camu, camu, all these are very recognized anti-inflammatories. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because, you know, since I've done a lot of research in regard to chronic inflammation, it's great to see the institutions like Harvard Medical School, but World Health Organization came out and said that the greatest health risk to humanity today is chronic inflammation, and we live in an inflamed world. 
And it's not only just inflammation that we get physically from the foods that we take and the air we breathe. And if we don't have pure water, well, obviously we're going to get it there. But it's also in the thoughts that we think and the way that we go into anxiety, depression, and loneliness as being almost epidemic in our world today, that's also affecting the chemicals in the gut. So I, I'm only saying, okay, to our listener, the more you can focus on de-inflaming, well, what John has gone over with you today, if I could put it as an ending way of saying it, John, it's a great way to de-inflame and to bring balance and to bring well-being by doing the things that you talked about for gut health. John, thank you for a very inspirational, very informative time. And please give Olivia our uh, uh, highest regard for her and uh, thank you for this time you've shared with us. Absolutely. Glad to be with everyone. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening to Healthy You. To learn more about our guest, check the episode notes to find books, products, and services mentioned in this episode. This is provided for your information only and may not be construed as medical advice or instruction. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is intended for your general knowledge only and not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment for any specific medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician with any question you may have regarding a medical condition.